Well, welcome to the Cup for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay. I'm joined by Eric Stearns, and we are back in the sanctuary. Today, we're digging into my message from Sunday, uh, which was at the start of a new message series about stewardship, and not just stewardship in terms of finances, but stewardship in terms of all the resources God has given us, time, talent, and treasure. And so we're going to be digging into what that really looks like, what that really means, and how we think bigger about stewardship. Let's get into it. Sounds good. When I heard stewardship series, sure. I just expected everything else we've always heard. Mm. You need to give money to the church, and this is why. Right. And so I was very surprised, not shocked, but surprised when you said it's not just about that. Sure. That's about giving of your time and your talents mm-hmm. um, and not just your money. Yeah. Tension that I have is trying to go too far to the other side of things and like not talk about finances at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope I'm striking a good balance between or among all of the aspects of stewardship that it Mm -hmm. is financial. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a part of it where it is financial and there's a part of it where it's bigger than that too, Mm -hmm. but it is still that first part. And maybe, maybe if, because it's my own comfort level of talking about those things, types of things, which has grown through the years of being mm-hmm. a pastor. I want people to get a full picture of what stewardship is, but also not, you know, I think that there has been so much emphasis on the financial part of it that we forget the other two, and I'm, I'm afraid of swinging the pendulum too far the other way. Sure. So did you feel like there was enough balance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely the other way. I'll talk about the money part. Like when I preached that Sunday and you've got that moment for stewardship mm-hmm. written in, yep. I just said, we got to keep the lights on. Please put money in the basket. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to be true. I'm going yeah. to be honest with you guys. Yep. This is a real thing. Yes, it is. I mean, and there are, I mean, there are definite realities that, you know, that churches have to face of, you know, the fact that if we want to have this nice of a space, mm-hmm. that comes money. with investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes, it's all paid off, but. Yeah. But there's always maintenance. There's always upkeep. There's always what's mm-hmm. next. There's always what if, you know? Yep. Yeah. Anyone who stops building doesn't go anywhere. Yes. It goes the opposite direction, in my yep. opinion. Although, so here's a question. Sure. We're in a church. Every church is in a deficit, right? Or most churches Within are. Within reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you reconcile that with the idea of it's not just your money, it's your time and talent as well? You know, when we're when we're in need of money mm-hmm. to make the church run, right? The time and talent might not get you there. Yeah. So how do you reconcile those two? Sure. I mean, I think that without time and talent, the money part of it wouldn't even matter. You know, if you wouldn't, mm-hmm. if you don't have people engaging in the ministries of the church, then are you pursuing the right things? Mm-hmm. If they're not willing to, I mean. I think the thing that we should have learned, the thing that we, like I said on Sunday, the thing that we have learned in the face of the pandemic and the idea of quiet quitting and acting your wage and that kind of stuff, I think that people are becoming more attuned to the idea that money is a resource, but also so is our time and so is our energy. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't willing to put in their time and they're not willing to show up to stuff, are we as a church pursuing the right things? You know, and so I think that we, if, if that's not true, then we, I mean, just throwing money at that problem, we have a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Just throwing money at that problem is not going to solve it. 
I think that we're seeing a generation rising up that that treats their time and their energy as on that same level. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be involved in it and, and, and in the trenches of doing stuff, you know, and so that's, and that's stewardship, that's giving. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time in my life where I was a college student and I did not have the financial resources to tithe, let alone, you know, I was giving some, but I was definitely wasn't tithing. I definitely wasn't giving as much as I could, but on the flip side, I was also involved in the life of a church where I was on a choir, I was on a praise team, I was in a youth ministry. I mean, I was at the church for both Sunday services and Wednesday nights and other random times when people needed something, you mm-hmm. know? And so I am one who in the history of my faith life where financial resources were not an option, mm-hmm. basically, but I could still give to the church by investing my time and my energy. And if, the, if I mean, you need all of those things. Well, and yeah, I, I kind of agree with you can just throw money at a problem and it doesn't fix it. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, personally, like if I don't really care about something, it's almost easier to just throw yeah. a couple bucks at it. Yes. And then it just goes away. Right. You know? Yep. And I don't have to worry about it. And mm-hmm. Did the problem get fixed? Probably not. Right. And Or th- or things that I don't want to spend my time on that I know are likely important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just easier to spend money on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So how do you, how do you reconcile that with the, the idea of tithing? Or do I need to hold on? And wait till weeks two and three of the sermon series. Does that one does that one on one translate to time and energy? Right. Should you be giving ten percent of your time to the church? Exactly. Okay. Should you be giving ten percent of time? Should you be ten percent of your energy? Should you? Are there other ways? Do, do can you can you substitute ten percent of your money <laughs> for more time and energy because you right, don't right. literally can't afford ten percent of your income? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. The tithe is the ideal. I mean, learning how to even, I mean, there are pastors in our conference that have learned how to grow beyond a tithe, um, you know, in the way that they give. And I I mentioned pastors just because I know their stories. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there are people, lay people, that have learned to grow beyond a tithe and giving as well. You know, I I think that giving faithfully and consistently, I think that having that conversation as 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 a household every year and saying, okay, this is where we are. This is what we're making. This is what a tithe could look like. This is, but you know, if, if it isn't that we're still going to find a way to give consistently and faithfully to the life of the church. Mm-hmm. I think that that's even more important. And then how that correlates. I don't think there is a one-to-one correlation. Mm-hmm. I think that there is, we are called to be good stewards of all of our resources and that's everything that we have. And if we can, at the end of the day, if we can look at the way that we're living and, you know, pick out ways where we are giving all of those things, or where, where we're being a steward of all these resources, I think that that's, that's where we need to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we need to sit down with a timesheet and, like, break down, okay, I have, is it 180 hours in a week, 24 times 7, math 
168. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably cut that being bad at math part. <laughs> but like, we have 168 hours in a week. I don't think that we need to then break that down and say, okay, how do I do 16.8 hours of mm-hmm. service to the church? Or not even just service to the church, but like how do I invest 16.8 hours throughout the week of Bible study of, you know, those are things that would be nice mm-hmm. to, to know that you're doing those things and things we should be doing, not out of an obligation to our faith, but because that makes us grow as disciples, you know. Um, but I think that it is important to look at how we're spending our time and saying, okay, I'm doing this for most of my day work, you know, great. But then I have all this, not all this other time, but I've got this other time where, you know, maybe I don't need to scroll TikTok for two hours. Mm-hmm. Throw it out there. You know, maybe I don't need to be reading the next clickbait title that comes up on my Facebook feed. Maybe I really can peel time away and invest in a good, solid reading program, scripture reading program. I can download version and have it right on my phone. And, you know, they, they have reading programs on there that are fantastic. That will lead you. Some, anyways. Fair. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. But it will lead you closer to the heart of God than, I'm sorry, any TikTok you can watch. Correct. That's just all there is to it. Like, I follow other pastors. On, I'm not just trying to, like, crap on TikTok. But, like, I follow other pastors. I, I, you know, I've had challenging conversations because of a TikTok I've watched. But I've never had something more chewy than the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something deeper in the to the word of God than, you know, and it's about evaluating how we spend that time, how we spend that energy. I don't think we have to like write down, you know, I burned this many calories in the glory, you know, to the glory of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's how that works. I think that we have to invest, find ways and th- think in, either find things in the church or think of things in the church and even beyond that excite us. And bring us closer to Jesus and then pursue those things with everything that we've got. Yeah. I think that's a question that a lot of people struggle with. Sure. I struggle with it. Yeah. I'm not to the tithing point yet. And so I'm like, okay, how do I? Mm-hmm. That's one thing. It's just, you just, you need to make, if this is important to you. Yeah. And this is what we're called to do. You need to sit down and figure out, okay, what's, what's that number? Mm-hmm. And right. how do you get there? Right. Yeah. What's that number? What's that level? What's that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you exactly make a plan for how to get there. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I, I just think that the conversation is so important. And I think that it's a conversation that we're bad at, like just categorically mm-hmm. as Christians, we're bad at it, right? you know, but, and so if, if, if the church can come alongside of that and help, then let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. this all makes me think of a podcast you had me listen to, um, from the Vikings uh, PA guy, not the PA guy, the radio guy. Yeah, so um, it's Paul Allen Yes, is the, the voice of the Vikings. Yep. And then it was a um, uh, beat writer for the Star Tribune who covers the Vikings. Yes. They have a podcast that yep. they call it uh, Faith and Goal. Faith and Goal. If anyone needs an extra listen, it's, it's a good one. Yes. The the episode that Eric shared with me was really good. And in that episode, they talked about how the fact of the matter is, is that we have things backwards, that we think that we're saved because we're obedient to the things that Jesus has told us to do. And I think that the idea of stewardship, and I think the idea, especially of the widow's might in scripture, 
flips that to help us realize that we're obedient because we're saved. Like it flips that expectation. It's like we're not trying to earn our way. We see the glory of God and we see the gift of Jesus Christ that we have in our lives. And in response to that, we want to invest our time and talent and treasure. We want to do the things that make us good stewards of the resources because we realize that everything that, everything that we have is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And God has called us to use those things in a way that brings glory to God's name. And, I mean, partially that happens through the church. In a lot of ways that happens through the church. I'm not saying that the church is the end of, every, uh, is the end of everything good, but I think that a lot of good things happen through the church. Yeah. And we can be a part of it through our time and with our talent and with our treasure. As a pastor, how does steward, what does stewardship look like for you? Right. That's because a great question. you're hired to do this. Right. Yes. So stewardship for me um, is a financial piece. Uh, mm-hmm. We're definitely growing in our giving. Um, but it, I mean, the biggest, I mean, the biggest piece of stewardship for me is that financial piece because just by nature of my position, I'm invested in the life of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then it also is, you know, to to hit that full extent of stewardship of time talent and treasure like there are still ways for me to go beyond my job description like there are things that i have to do because i'm a pastor and then there are things that i get to do because i'm a pastor and then there are things that i should do because i'm a christian Mm -hmm. and a lot of those things align but it is that time of investing because like i mean i think i've made mention of this before on the podcast like if i wanted to I could say, well, I'm a Bible. I, I'm, I'm doing my Bible study because I'm getting ready for my sermon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But a real stewardship of my time says that I need to be investing in the Word, even outside of preaching, even outside of the Bible study that I'm getting ready for, even outside of the funeral message I'm getting ready to preach. Like my desire to know God better leads me to I need to read scripture for the sake of reading scripture mm-hmm. not because of something that I'm preparing and that's the stewardship aspect because that's how I'm choosing to spend time and energy because some of this stuff is mentally exhausting it's the conversation we were just having off mic it's it's it can be really really challenging to to dig into the work of scripture mm-hmm. and it's it can be you know it can be how I expend my energy for that day and so mm-hmm. that's the, it's, it's all of those components. It's being a pastor, but it's also remembering that I'm a Christian too. Mm-hmm. Like there, if, if I wasn't a pastor, there are things that would be expected of me and then doing those things with gusto. What do you say to people who are struggling with stewardship? A person who's sitting in the pew on Sunday, struggling with the uncomfortable with the time, the, the time and energy okay portion of stewardship what do you suggest to that person to get them to you know because we kind of talked about how some people just throw money at things and make the problem go away right yeah yep so for the person who does that Mm -hmm. what do you like how do you get them to get more involved with the works sure i think part of it is recognizing that we all have spiritual gifts Mm mm-hmm and that these spiritual gifts, I mean, Paul, borrowing from the Apostle Paul in the body metaphor, these spiritual gifts work better when they are working together with someone else. 
And the biggest expression of that, not the only expression of that, but the biggest, biggest expression of that is through the life of the church that you're choosing to be a part of. Like we have things that we like to do as a church and we have things that we want to do as a church and we can throw money at those things and that's a good and wonderful thing, but we also need to use and be a steward of the gifts, the spiritual gifts that God has given us. And so investing our time and energy is an expression of our belief in the body of Christ. That's part of it. And then the other part that I would say kind of echoes back to the idea of James, um, because without putting our faith into action, what good is it? You know, and yes, the action could be giving financially, but there are other ways to express that. Um, if it, if not through a financial gift. It can be, you know, realizing that our faith motivates us to go into the world and 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 to, to do the things. And mm-hmm. so if they're uncomfortable with the idea of time and energy, I get it. But also that's just as much a part of stewardship as the financial piece of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that really is being a steward of all of the resources that God has given us. And God has given us these resources and challenged us to find ways to employ them. Mm-hmm. Then I would hopefully have a conversation about, you know, what what is it that makes you feel uncomfortable and where is it that you feel like you can invest time and energy? And if we're not doing those things yet, what would it take for us to, to do those things? Mm-hmm. You know, like I was back in Burke um, and I was talking with a member that was... Uh, we were having some conversations around spiritual giftings and discernment and what life, what service in the church can look like. And she was looking to retire from her job as a nurse and say, okay, if I retire in the next three or four years, what would it look like for us to have a parish nurse position? Like not paid volunteer, but do, you know, very basic, you know, just blood pressure checks and, you know, just another, like uh, almost like the idea of a patient advocate. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, this is what you're being told. What questions do you have? What conver- what kind of conversations do we have? If she hasn't pulled the plug on her retirement yet, mm-hmm. so but I know that 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 she wants to invest her time and energy in still kind of that same realm of what she does in her professional life, but for the church, mm. I think that can be really really powerful. Interesting. So I think we've kind of wrapped this one up. So what, what do we have on store for week two of the series? Yeah, so um, this is a sermon series in three steps. Um, they, we, we've got these three weeks between now and the start of Advent. Holy crap. I know, right? Yeah, yeah crazy. Hello. Um, but so we stepped in on Sunday, and on Sunday we're going to step out. We're going to be looking at the ways that God challenges us to step out in faith in terms of giving our resources of time, treasure, and talent. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about a scripture from 2 Corinthians where Paul thanks the church for being a part of this major fundraising campaign that happened. Um, and then he talks specifically about the churches of Macedonia that gave out of, really gave out of what they didn't have. Um, sure. You know, they're, they're, one of the things that we're going to learn on Sunday is that the churches that Paul is praising were going through a famine. Mm-hmm. And yet they still found ways to step out of their comfort zones and step out of what they thought was possible and contribute to this thing that was happening 
not just for Paul's missionary work, but for the church in Jerusalem. Um, and so we're going to be looking at how we are being called by God to sometimes get creative, um, to sometimes go not beyond our means, but beyond our comfort, um, and just, you know, really put that amount of trust that God's got this. And so that's going to be what we, uh, where we dig in on Sunday. Looking forward to it. I think yeah. a lot of people struggle with that, so that'll be good. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us joining us on the Cut for Time podcast. Join us again next week here in the church, in the church at 10 a.m. or online. We're back for the podcast next week. Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.